Hey everybody, I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we love, having the other person experience it for the first time, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the incredible 1998 movie, The Faculty. to watch one of my favorite oh boy old movies oh boy uh, so i'm guessing by that you didn't like it but i love the shit out of this movie <laughs> so this is like uh for me this is like the um i accept that it is technically probably better than ghosts of mars <laughs> uh but i I like the two of them. They're kind of in this wonderful, like favorite childhood horror movies mm-hmm. that both had Clea Duvall, who I had a crush on, uh, in him. So this is a very like, uh, a very important movie, uh, <laughs> and it's so much. Is that so, your way of saying be gentle? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I'm trying to explain <clears throat> the reason, like. It's so important that um, we are playing a uh, uh, a role playing game, mm-hmm. uh, which revolves around kind of monsters in like a like a small town kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more um, uh, specifically we are attempting a play by post Discord based uh, right RPG of uh, Monster of the Week, which is po- a powered by the Apocalypse system. Uh, I found out about because it, it is uh, what the second full season of the Adventure Zone that the McElroys did. They that's the system they used for that, um, and it is the the mechanics are very simple and, and accessible, uh, even compared to D anD D. So that's why we tried it. Uh, but yeah, so that it. The the just the rule set is generally like somewhere between supernatural, Buffy, X Files, right. So those are those are good touch touchstones <laughs> for it and kind of what we're playing it as. But for me, uh, like the most direct connection was the faculty. <laughs> so I'm I'm playing a character uh, that is. Uh, <laughs> modeled after uh Josh Hartnett's character in the faculty. Mm-hmm. So uh I I <laughs> I didn't even realize that this is how ingrained this is in me. So I knew that Josh Hartnett's character in the faculty is named Ze- uh, Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um I knew that. So I was like, okay, what's like a name kind of like that? And I was like, I'm gonna be Deacon. That sounds like a like a good like yeah, good name edge lord of, of edgy, yeah, good edgy uh, name. And then I was like, okay, so I'll be Deacon. What's a good not last name? I'll just be uh, Deacon Taylor. That sounds right. And then I went and, and watched the movie again, and uh, 
that's when I realized that Josh Hartnett's full character name in the movie is Zeke Tyler. <laughs> so I was shameless. Very, very on brand. Accidentally very on shameless. Um, but yeah, anywho, it is. It is, is funny because there are there are interactions of your player character in our campaign that now after watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that's what that little shit was up to. <laughs> like that's why he's <laughs> acting like this. I, it's it's so great for me yeah. to be able to uh, role play as Josh Hartnett from this movie. Yeah, it's like. I didn't realize how much I wanted to do this, but yeah. it's, it's I will amazing. say, I think it is super helpful to have a really, a, a like, touchstone North Star character to our, mm-hmm. to point to that's not, like, that character's not cliche, that's for sure, uh, in mm-hmm. this genre, you know, they're not like, oh, like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the other characters in this movie you could then look at Buffy and be like, oh, these these are the same character, and these are the, you know, sure, like, you could just sure, draw one-to-ones, sure. and then... It, then is, you're... it is a... It is a genre film, and, it, and it's... So it was made in 98, and, and mm. it's made by Robert Rodriguez. So this is a very... It is a very self-aware mm. movie, intentionally. You know, it is it is calling attention to the tropes that it's using, and it's using them for a metafictional purpose, like... To like have these characters understand things, you know, more, more quickly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it was kind of in that era where a lot of that was happening. So, um, like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're we're in kind of like this, you know, post-meta, post-modern stage now. Where being meta has yeah, is this like does an old not hat feel thing. meta enough this to is, feel to be meta. Like, it's not. Th- this it's is not like having the, the woods. start of it. You know, no, no, yeah. This is like the start of that, yeah. where it's like, okay, clearly the people who made this are very like aware of it, and 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 yeah, showing that it, it's aware around the same time the, as like Scream and stuff. and stuff, which is right, right, exactly. You know, like a little before, I, yeah, identified as like the grandfather of that kind of right change, right. So, anywho, um, uh, and Robert Rodriguez is just he, like you know, he's he's one of Tarantino's buddies, and both of them kind of have like a. They're both, you know, they revel in yeah, there is, the genres that they're making, yeah, there you know. Is, I like think that might be more accurate, because there is kind of a, a a difficulty, especially nowadays, in really nailing the difference between, like, meta and just reconstructive. Because, like, mm. like, you know, like, Watchmen, that's not actually meta. It is, it is mm. designed, built in a way that is conscious of the usual trappings of superhero genres. But I don't think it's... I think, at least... I don't know if I'm 100% right, but what I'm going to go with now is the difference is that it's, like, openly acknowledging those, which this one does do. Mm. It just is openly acknowledging, uh, like, already very narrow niche subgenres, so it doesn't feel like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a huge commentary on... Uh, pod people movies. It's like there's like three. <laughs> like there, you can't right, really right, do a right. huge like it, you know genre commentary meta contextual thing. It's more that it's just like oh what if I I took it more as like oh what if I made body snatchers again, but like my way, you know, in the same way that you right. You, and it yeah. does and it does have some of the kind of you know the buffiness like it. It's after the Buffy movie, and it's right. It's like right after the Buffy show started. Mm-hmm. Like it 
So, you know, it has that, uh, you know, awareness, but yeah. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's not doing, like, I don't, I don't think it's, there's not a good word for, like, something that's not full-blown meta, but isn't doing the awful Walking Dead thing of, like, oh, those, those nerd brain sucker geeks, like, I don't know what any other word could be dis- used to describe these uh, flesh-eating undead creatures. <laughs> right, Zombie? Right. Never heard of it. You know, like, it's not doing, yeah. it's objectively not doing that, but it's not, it's also not Cabin in the Woods. It's it's just a more right. natural place in the middle where it's like, oh yeah, if you are a nerd, you, like, you would be familiar with these concepts, but they're, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let, I want to talk about this movie now. Uh, I can see, I I feel like, (laughs) I think we had kind of a similar conversation when we're talking about, um, In the Mouth of Madness or whatever that movie was called. Um, the Uh like, like Stephen King's kind of meta thing where we're like, at the, it was different in when talking about that movie because both of us hadn't seen it in the time that it had come out, so we were not able to really understand the cultural zeitgeist that it was trying to play against. Whereas, at least for this one, I'm in that boat where it's like, I don't know, it feels mm-hmm. 90s as shit, and it feels like a sci fi movie set in the 90s. That's all I got. Um, I will say, I think the, the part that made this movie and made me go, Oh boy, when we're talking about it at the beginning, it's like, I, you know, because like structurally, you could compare it to like it, Stranger Things, like a lot of things that are actually really popular right now. And I was kind of thinking, is like, I won't be surprised at all if this show, if this movie gets remade or made into a show within the next like two years. Like, I would not be remotely uh-huh. surprised. I'm expecting it. Um, but the difference is, I didn't like any of these characters. Oh, like at man. all. Uh, no. <laughs> no, because, like, even you have to admit, Zeke is not, like, if you like Zeke, it's in the same capacity that one likes Rick Sanchez. Or, no, you know. He's, he's, yeah, he, right. He is, well, no, no. He, he's not. How do I. Like is kind of a. I don't identify with Zeke, and I don't think that he's a perfectly good, you know, mm-hmm. person. But I do enjoy the. I think there's nothing wrong in being entertained the, by the, him. The, the yeah, the the you know, he's got a. I guess uh, he's got kind of a the, like the kind of general like cool guy, you know slightly outside of it all kind yeah, of attitude. It's just so but he's not it's so transparent I, at I at this point. Like it has aged really badly, <laughs> I think. I love That's, it. I um, I think it is so it's it's to a comically absurd level that I can find I can totally empathize with people who find amusement in it. Uh that being said, like he gets a lot of screen time in this movie, and that's a lot of time you yeah. have to spend with this character. And if you're not like, unless you have have a past relationship with this movie, like you do, or you're 
identifying with that character as like that's me it's not fun to be around him like it is he i found him to be very like not author insert because he's too much of an edgelord but like he does feel like the the fan fiction mary suey concept in that's like he is simultaneously like the cool like the coolest character as defined within this universe but also knows they literally say he knows everything multiple times I know. and also it's like oh he's a drug dealer but he's actually not a hard drug dealer because that would be too that would be like a turnoff right. yeah and then like there's like very casual sexual harassment from him, but the mo- because of the age of the movie, that's played off as like cool, and then he's actually rewarded right. for that right. in the end. So there's like yeah. the there is no point where the movie think thinks the character has a flaw. Like we as an audience can be like, oh yeah, this guy's actually kind of a piece of shit, but the movie seems ignorant the, of that fact, and the, the like the only, universe the, seems ignorant I, of that. I fact. would say I would say that there is a the only there's a it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. I I'm playing apologist, and I know yeah, it. That's I, fine. But like like I, let's duke it out. I, like, this this is your baby. I, I would say that when um uh the when uh, Famke Johnson's uh, Miss Burke mm-hmm. once she gets possessed by alien her kind of like tirade on him like that is it that is the movie admitting the faults in the facade with him I he, you know plays it off but like it's clearly gotten to him a little yeah, bit like you can argue and, that and, 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 and that's not a it's not a lot yeah because we also you know, know it is but it is inspired like that in exchange is inspired not because he is awful and deserves it, but because she is possessed by an alien. And we know, th- I, I would say the ending definitely undermines that reading, because it's like, oh, later she is cured and then starts dating him, it seems to be yeah, the implication. Yeah. And then yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, he has the coolest car, and uh, oh, God. Like, I, I, mean, I can and, totally yeah, he's understand. The car, he's hot for teacher. It's very, it's very of a of a specific, like type yeah. of uh, fantasy fulfillment Which I, character. I think where would like, be fine like, if it was very much yeah, like. It, well, the the thing that I like about uh, it, though, here's what I here's what I do like. Okay, you're he is all of those things, <laughs> but he is not the savior of the school. Only just he's not. He's That's, not, but he's not. Right. But he's not. He's he's definitively not. Like he, like yes, he is one of the last, and he's alive still, and all that stuff. But he, you know, he, it's kind of like a like the you know his character in a monster movie, you know, like this, you know, from you know the like an older you know mm-hmm. invasion of the body snatchers kind of movie from like the seventies or something, you know, like he would be a jock, but then he, and he would be the one who saved the school. Mm-hmm. And instead he's, 
not a jock. He's like you said, he's this edgelord kind of like drug dealerish kind of guy. Uh, that's more of just a setting of being in ninety eight, mm-hmm. and then, but he him, making him not the savior, making the dweeb, you know, Elijah Wood character the savior. That is a twist that you know is is more common now, but like was much less common, I would say, yeah. then. Where it's like, okay, like then that's a that's a. It's not a it's not a censure on his character, but it but it's it is at least like not going so over the top that like he also saves the day. Sure. You know, like you know, he does know a lot of stuff and he does like have all these like essentially powers, yeah. you know. But he that, that is fair. But, I would just say that that is a that is just like uh you know, in the creation of this story, restraint being shown once and near the end, where there was clearly no restraint held around this character anywhere else, is like, that's not, like, bonus, that's not points, that's just like, oh yeah, you're right, it could have been worse. That doesn't make it good, (laughs) in my mind. I I also, like I said, I also enjoy watching him I can, so I don't I will say, have a, a I negative association. I don't feel like it's something that he needs to claw back from. You know? Sure. Like I, 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 just I will say, watching this, I do now have a better appreciation for your character in our RPG. Because without uh-huh. the context, you RPing a lot of the exact same fucking behaviors as this kid was just like, why the fuck is Grant playing like this? Like, why? Like, why is Grant playing like an asshole? Like, we've barely started. I'm, why I'm, is Grant being an asshole? But I'm, but I'm spot yeah, on. Exactly. Right? Like, 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 uh, so for context, uh, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Elijah Wood is playing the like humble. He he's like not really portrayed as a nerd. He's just portrayed as gen- a general loser. Um, he's kind of like Jimmy Olsen if he was picked on in high school. Sure. He's the photographer. Yeah, there's the photographer aspect. Like Jimmy Olsen tends to be like, oh yeah, you look at that kid and he's like, oh I, yeah, he's annoying. And it's like, no, this kid just happens to not be physically fit and the target for harassment and like and, and like a loner. But like, I don't know, they, they did portray the character as like in like a Revenge of the Nerds character or something where it's like right he doesn't you know he, he's not annoying yeah, yeah. or socially he's inept just or anything he's fine just he's on. just bland I I will say like when he takes drugs later he's extremely annoying but that's kind of the point yeah, uh, yeah but there's yeah. a part where he, so he discovers uh a some amount of the organic matter that makes up the alien parasites just on the football fields. He just yeah. trips over it and is like, "This looks like something." He, sorry, it's one of the like infection policy yeah, yeah. things. So he brings it into the science classroom taught by, uh, and he finds it where the coach got. Right, right. It makes sense. It, it's just like um, the I think I'm not gonna nitpick this. I really don't care. I was only just. Uh, I will go you nitpick for nitpick. I will defend yeah. this to my dying I, I, I was just being silly, but, like, it, it, one could yeah. argue that it's, like, the behavior of those organisms is so aggressive at different points, and also we see that that field is kept moist 
very frequently <laughs> sure. that the idea that's like, uh-huh. oh, this worm is just like around and Elijah Wood can just pick it up is abnormal compared to the way that the, the organisms behave right. the rest of the movie, but I don't care that much. Uh, but the point is, so Elijah Wood brings it to science class taught by John Stewart. Uh, it is yeah. super fun seeing like the, the like cast, like you can play bingo with the cast oh, totally. of this movie. That is it's fun. crazy. This it, it's, it's kind of like Donnie Darko, but I would say almost even more so like, yeah. uh, also the, the like theater teacher is Carrie, uh, from the original Carrie. Uh, like there's tons of people really? in this movie. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Did they like make up her like Sh- Shooter McGavin's right, in but it for uh, for Karen? Did they like do a lot? That's like the super old woman, right? Not the not the not the one that like melts or whatever. Oh. I mean the one from the opening that kind of like is a fake out and then oh, no, that's the grandmother from Halloween Town. Uh, she's also Carrie. No, she's not because Carrie was in. Uh, uh, Castle Rock and is very different. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Uh, she's not sorry. She's not the grandmother from Halloween Town. She is in Carrie and she's also in Twin Peaks. She's Catherine Martell. I don't know who that is, but in Twin Peaks. Oh wait, yeah, okay, that's true. Oh wait, she's the mom in Carrie. She is. She's she's not uh, Carrie. Yes. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Sorry. Okay, that yes. was because I was like, I literally just saw a thing with You're the correct. actress who plays Carrie, and that's not the same person. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so right. uh, Elijah Wood brings the worm to John Stewart's class, and the whole class is there, yes. and they're looking under, looking at it under a microscope, and uh, <laughs> immediately Josh Hartnett's character like pushes everyone aside, is like. And then, like, Think, like pushes the teacher out yeah, of the way, and then just like identifies what this alien organism is, like very dryly. He, and he just says what, that it's an amphibian. That's sure, all. sure, sure. He just says it in a fancy you, way. You do have to admit it starts the running. I'm going to put joke in quotes that he just knows everything. Like that is a thing that's said yeah. out loud with yeah, literal self like like. That's that's why I knew everything. Right. In so the point I'm getting is that granted the exact same scene when I placed like some clues in a book for another character to identify, and then just started spouting information about these clues, and like was definitely wrong, at least about my intentions with those clues. Uh, like I I didn't look into what uh, Grant's character was saying it. To see if it lined I'll say up. I was pretty fucking sure, close. Like, that's just fine. Saying. I just thought it was super funny. Yeah. Like I had to double check. I was like, Grant, how much does your character think they're right? Are they just talking out their ass right now? Uh, but it was just fun. Like I remember that exchange from our game when I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, now I good. get it. Um, and I will say, I think having the, uh, I was mentioning that before. I think that having that character really helps you RP in a way that like. Um, like I think I think when it's a, a more broad um, archetype, like some of the uh, some of what the other players are using, it's a little 
more difficult to find exactly what the action the character would take in that moment. Right. Whereas, like, yeah, for you, it's totally. like, oh, yeah, they would do this, they would do this, because I'm literally just this one character from this one movie that I've seen yeah. a thousand yeah. fucking times. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, I totally understand the appeal of playing that character. That is that is the virtue of that character. If you get to be him, it's fucking awesome. If you have yeah, to be next yeah. to him, he's insufferable. And I get the benefit so, of being God <laughs> to this character, I guess. So we, I'm gonna yeah. have fun with this too. Um, yeah. But I was gonna say, like going back to uh, my early, early, early thought, I don't like Elijah Wood's character either. So like. Part of what makes just the movie as a whole kind of tough is like I don't I don't end up rooting for anyone particularly aggressively. Well, okay, this one I don't. Okay, let, let I'll, I'll give my <laughs> defense for stuff. Um, so you're not wrong, but I kind of think it's fascinating that we don't like Elijah Wood's character. That's fair. Like to me, it doesn't. If, if to me, it doesn't feel like a mistake. It feels right. like I a guess choice. I should be clear. And I think it's a. I actually think this is cool a very well constructed movie. There's very little on a mm. technical or like story structure, pacing, characterization that I think is like foible. Uh, uh the worst you can say is like you have to be in a very specific demographic i think to get the most enjoyment out of this movie because one thing i thought that was kind of interesting with the beginning of the movie is like oh fuck a lot of these characters that i have to spend time with are like annoying high teenager cliches which like if you are if you are a teenager which odds are you're also an annoying cliche that's fine that's your people but when you're (laughs) almost 30 and like my point the thing i was gonna say was like the teachers before they start getting infected, it's like holy shit, these are like actual people. They're just like fucking yeah. fed up. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. real adults. I knew that you would like. And I was them. like, fuck. I knew these, that you'd like are, them. Like, I, so then in reflection, I was like, man, I kind of wish I just got to spend more time with the teachers. So I knew that you would like them, but like both because of of just the way that their characterized <laughs> is really real and cool, but also because you have specific insight <laughs> into that world and like that kind of like oh yep. fuck teachers just, like, are human know. which means they 50 percent of the time they kind of suck uh, which is exactly um, how but- this works where it's like teenagers <laughs> closer to like 75 percent of the time they suck which is also right. completely right. accurate to this movie also josh hartnett's hair is fucking horrible <laughs> it is the least well aging haircut I have seen in a movie I kind of, ever. It I looks for, like a, peri- about it. a period piece because of that. I feel like I feel like I have this mental image of what his haircut is in the uh-huh. movie, but it doesn't have those weird like Woody Woodpecker yeah, flair in the looks back or whatever. Like he was like, a big Wolverine <laughs> fan and like <laughs> Didn't know how to do it. Uh, that or like so, he's low key like a huge Dumb and Dumber fan. Like there is no, co- I can't think of a a human or character that is cool, like genuinely cool that also has that haircut. Uh huh. Except for Zeke. Nope. No. Um, nope. I. <laughs> I um, Zeke is exact. I think part of it is also Zeke is. A really, really good depiction of a very specific personality that I just I just hate it, which is the person 
trying to be cool. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. I think it is the <laughs> I, single I, worst use me. of human effort in yes. all of life <laughs> is the attempt to be cool. Just fucking be yourself. God damn it. Yeah. I, this sounds like a, like, I'm using the words of, like, a very inspirational speech, but I'm just fed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, okay. So, I I want to go okay. through some of the other characters real quick. Uh, so, uh, we also have uh, fucking Mia Toretto. Right. Uh, we have Jordana Brewster uh, as as the kind of, like, head cheerleader head of the newspaper. She's kind of a bitch in this one. Yeah. This kind of her, like, thing, uh, which is great. Um, it was just, I, I just always love seeing her and stuff. Um, and, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, Elijah Woods, Casey, and a nerd. Um, <laughs> uh, Usher is in this movie. Yeah, uh, that was, a throwaway I literally person. didn't believe it. He's, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, no, that's impossible. On, <laughs> yeah. He's on the box, yeah. uh, for some reason. Yeah, because Hel- uh, Helen recognized him immediately, and I was like, that's not yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Usher it's, wouldn't even a, have a music career yet. It's a really young yeah. Usher. <laughs> like, it, like he looks like he's the one, he's the the one person there that looks like they're in high yeah. school. Like, um, uh, there's, uh, uh, the guy who plays the jock, Stan, mm-hmm. uh, I have not seen him in a whole lot of things. But yeah, I that was have interesting. Always he's, liked him. Yeah, he's the only one who he's, is like not a immediately identifiable actor. Um, other mm-hmm. than another character that's like, who cares? Um, that made it like, oh, and then like they intru- they introduce him with a subversion to his character trope, mm-hmm. kind of before the sci-fi stuff happens, so it doesn't feel like oh you know oh we just needed an alien invasion for elijah wood to be brave and so it's like mm-hmm. no this guy is a jock who kind of fucking hates that you know people treat him differently for something as stupid as high school sports and mm-hmm. like that and like that that's a real believable interesting is, yeah thing he was probably he has one of the most interesting like arcs yeah, they, of the, the fact that they the establish him as a more dynamic character early like they play it up later of like maybe that sign of that you're possessed by aliens it's like but because right, it ex- right. it's at least established very early it's like oh that guy feels like a human in this weird like uh mm-hmm. you know costume party of 20 year olds <laughs> playing what they think high school students are up to nowadays uh, so I like yeah. him. Uh, there's uh, the girl from uh-huh. Georgia who I do not like because uh, she's got a terrible, uh, just overdone to hell accent. Now, Grant, uh, I'm not now a fan. I'll play devil's advocate. Mary Beth L- Louise we, One could easily pretend that that's done on purpose as a clue. Yes, yes, that could be. Yeah. That could be. Um, but she's also just not that great. No. Just, you know, uh, but, um, I'm also but. kind of surprised that they didn't like in the dynamic of this movie, she's actually not troped up enough. Cause like, Oh, she's new and she's from Atlanta. What else is there about her? 
Uh, she's right. a girl. Not a whole lot. Um, yeah. She might like Zeke, but that's not really surprising because of the way that character is portrayed. I just assume <laughs> any girl in a room with him would fall in love with him in this universe. So that's uh-huh. not exactly a character trait. So it's like, like, I would have thought, yeah. like, the way this movie feels structured, you would think she's a, she's like either plays up the, like, Southern Belle thing, or, like, play right, into, like, right. a Christian stereotype, or play into, like, the shy new girl stereotype, but she's actually, like, objectively the least shy human in the world, so... Right, it, <laughs> right. And again, you could say, like, oh, everything that doesn't make sense about that character actually was totally on purpose. I don't think that's completely true, but one could right. say that. I agree. Um, so I'm gonna just name track a couple other of the teachers real quick before getting to yeah, the, yeah. the main show. Uh, so... Selma yeah. Hayek is the nurse. Okay, can we talk about um, how Selma Hayek hasn't aged? I mean, yeah. Holy right? fuck. Like, like, the, right? like, the fact Jesus. that Josh Hartnett plays a high school student and now looks... like <laughs> right. I don't know how old he is, but he definitely looks like a 40-year-old man. Uh, right. Maybe in part because the last thing I saw him in, he was playing, like, a cowboy, and that's not exactly gonna make you look young. Um, sure. And Selma Hayek looks the same. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nuts. Like, it's it, and she's like fifty now, I think. Like, and yeah, you could say literally any number, and I would have to believe you. Yeah, yeah. You could be like, she's um, actually four hundred. <laughs> I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she's in it. Um. And uh, Shooter McGavin is Elijah Wood's dad. Yeah, that's dad, a weirdly small. And, role like yeah i know it is kind of like oh huh yeah and i don't know like the timeline makes me think he either would have just been in a bunch of happy gilmore movies or would is about to which like it was was two years after that's so fucking weird because like his parents roll up like we're even supposed to know who they are and we (laughs) don't i'm like okay I I literally thought he was a cop because of the way he rolls up after Elijah Wood right. escapes and they come back. I was like, oh, he ran and got, I don't know, these two waspy cops. As like, oh, those are his parents. Probably should have said that at some point, huh? I guess he just kind of was in a dad. It's the same year that he played the dad in SLC Punk. Like, I guess, I guess he was just on a dad yeah, kick yeah. that year. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he's in it, uh, and then Robert Patrick the like yep. Terminator from Terminator 2 is the coach. Right. He gets a lot of screen great. time. So like that's He's great. Yeah. He like he's they do a lot with him. Really. Right, right. He's that, awesome. That's what I mean. Like he's kind of portrayed as like the main antagonist in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then from roll please we have Clay Duvall as Stokely. Yeah. Who's not a teacher. Grant Stokes. just awkwardly ordered his list so she could list her last. I was, I was, I was saving her okay, for the end. Let's, yeah. Speaking of the end, let's just jump around, because like this is an old movie. If you haven't watched it, Wait, go watch it. I have more to say about Stokely. I have more to say about Stokely. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll let you finish, because this means a lot to you. Okay. Clay Duvall had a big crush on. Yes. I saw this movie, at, you know, a couple years after it released, because uh, I just kept seeing it in the blockbuster. 
uh, and uh, just saw the cover constantly, and then it finally decided to get it. Um, so I probably saw this around the same time, or around, you know, a couple, within a year or two or so of seeing Ghost of Mars, which she is also in. She's in a much smaller part in that movie. Um, but I just fell in love immediately with Claire Duvall. She's great. She is really, really cute. I was devastated when I found out she was lesbian. Not that that even matters, because she was an actress much older than I was. Um, but I just loved the shit out of the faculty for that reason and that reason alone. I also like a lot that um, it uses this character... Like, so I feel like they could have made Casey, who's we kind of see that he's like nerdy mm. and like he, he has, a, has a computer and like robots. No yeah, yeah, and that doesn't so, come yeah, up it's again. Just, it's it's just to show that he's a nerd. No. So like he, yeah, he's kind of like prototypical nerd boy, and they could have made him the exposition deliverer vehicle, mm. but they didn't. They decided that. They like gave Stokely a great purpose in that she is someone who, you know, I guess similar to to Elijah Wood's character, she is kind of you know she's bullied, she's kind of treated as an outcast, mm-hmm. um, and I I'd say more than anything, she's the director stand-in. I think that she yeah. is Robert Rodriguez, like you know, she's kind of a loner. She. You don't like her, but she's really into, like, she'll, you know, she reads a lot and knows yeah, a lot. Yeah, I would say that about, that you makes know, sense, because she doesn't just read a lot and know a lot. She reads specifically the things that are valuable right. for the sake of this Invasion plot. of the Body Snatchers, yeah. and then, like, like the original one that was based on, like, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, she's, she is the one that, and in a cool, like, I think in a very neat way... A lot of the stuff is like not very formed, or like because this is a pretty tight movie. Like it's it's pretty quick, mm-hmm. but I like that when Elijah Wood's character is like, I feel like some weird ass alien shit is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't like. He's like, I need to go talk to Stokely. Yeah, like, and it makes it feel a little bit more real. Where yes, they're not they're, they're they don't communicate probably daily, but like they know who each other yeah. are. They're both at this small town. They probably grew up going to school together. Mm-hmm. Like they know each other, so he knows that she could be a resource that could help yeah. figure out the shit. That, and that then she cool. ends up being a resource. That's uh, cool. Um, I will say that moment yeah. I found under under oh god sorry undermined by Elijah Wood. Just going full tinfoil hat in like three seconds afterwards. <laughs> With yeah. like, there's so fucking little to sus- like support that idea. And I can't tell by the nature of the movie if it's like supposed to be true or not. I'd be more upset if that is the I case, so. just because it's like nothing I think it says be that. True. But like, okay, so for I, context, I, I, Elijah I, I, Wood starts believing that because the situation they are in is kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, uh-huh. that the whatever the original iteration of that story, that clearly the author of that 
must have had a very comparable experience to the one they are in, because no one could just make that up, you know, with the power of creativity. That's not possible. And therefore, if that's true, all sci-fi is probably actually based on real th- events that either the authors have experienced, or, since that seems like that would be, like, kind of crazy, just if, like, all these sci-fi authors are having interactions with aliens, some of them actually are aliens, and this is just a propaganda machine, so that when aliens do show up, we're all gonna be like, aliens aren't real, they only exist in the movies. Little did we know, George Lucas is an alien. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I I try, I think I actually made it sound more coherent and logical just (laughs) now explaining it than Elijah Wood does in the movie. Because there's at least three huge leaps of logic that end with George Lucas is an alien. Yeah. It's like, and like I, I'm not even using that as like a shitty weird example. Like they they name check George Lucas yeah, as probably yeah. being an alien, yeah, and yeah. also uh, Steven Spielberg and anyone else who has made an Aliens movie. So has by that nature, yeah. oh shit! Actually, Grant, this might make sense because by that nature, J.J. Abrams would be an alien, and that's why he mm. can't write an ending to save his fucking life. Yeah, because aliens don't know story structure. I see right. what you're saying. Yeah, well, because they 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 have much longer lifespans than us, so they don't really understand well, I like see. I see. finality. They they, they're eternal and therefore don't understand endings. They're not eternal. They just have such vast <laughs> long lifespans that like their their concept of like endings is just very very different than ours. And them trying to write endings in a way for human consumption just doesn't it just doesn't translate. I, I think so you're now I think now I think Elijah Wood's onto something. J.J. Abrams is an alien. At don't at me. So, anywho, <laughs> I, I I want to say something about yeah. Stokely, and I want to skip all the way to the literal ending of this movie. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I know. Okay, what you're gonna you already say. know what I'm gonna say. I, I guess. agree with you. Why does <laughs> her fashion sense and personal style change? At the okay. end of the movie, Here's either my theory. because she was exposed to aliens, or she started dating a guy. Neither okay. of those things really justify wearing pink when you traditionally wore black. This is my assumption. It could be false, but I f- it just it's one of those things that feels true. I am <laughs> convinced that this was a production note this that, does not okay. feel like Robert i thought you were gonna Rodriguez say some bat shit insane thing no, no, no. and i was gonna have to fight you like no that actually sounds right because robert rodriguez strikes me as a person that pure like i i think he is a person that's like yeah no stokely's hot she was hot the whole time uh which mm-hmm. i agree with him uh but i think that whoever produced was probably like, well, look, we've got to show that she's, like, a girl that a guy would want now. And it's like, wait, no, fuck, she already is. And then, like, no, we only give you the money if she has a big character change, and she changes from liking black to liking pink. And it's like... "Eh." Yeah, my even more cynical interpretation of, like, same same event happening, but it's like, wait, she's saying a guy... Why is she dressed, still dressing like a lesbian then? 
what right. the frick are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, she's, she's just dressing like any human is allowed to dress. I don't understand because I'm a simple-minded individual. Oh, she's in pink now. Now, I, now it makes sense to me. That's like, my assumption. Yeah, uh, it could be off base, but it seems likely. And to I me. would say bizarrely, you could say a similar thing about Zeke joining the football team. It's like why? I think uh, yes. Why? I, I think that that also is weird. I that one. I feel like there's a cut scene somewhere, like because like, I think that one at least, like the, like we identified, he is a character who's trying too hard to be cool, mm-hmm. and I think you know because I mean th- these are you know these characters are are very you know slightly updated Breakfast Club, you know like they're you yeah. know so he you know if his character arc got left on the cutting room floor, but the idea was basically Zeke is someone who is trying hard to be cool and he doesn't want to connect with people because his parents, you know, hurt him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, like, then his character growth is to end up not hating something just because everybody else thinks it's cool. You know, like, his character growth is to to just go after what he wants Ooh. and to go after a team, you know, like that's a family, I, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's I see stuff what there that you could work. Sure. It's not I a movie. Think, it's not a movie I think at I actually all, thought, I think, think I figured it out sense. and I think it just uh, didn't execute well. Or my thing at like jives with all, like all three of our, like cl- the closest thing we have to our protagonists sees like our main characters mm-hmm. because with all three of them by the end of the movie you could say uh the three outcast characters have now found like mainstream acceptance but what's interesting is they didn't find it like by the nature of that happening they also have also gained the trappings of mainstream acceptance so like Claire Duvall Dresses in more traditionally feminine attire. Uh, Zeke joins the football team. Uh, uh, other guy, uh, Elijah Wood, is dating the cheerleader. Yeah. And I feel like there actually could be a whole thing. Like, if we're going to go batshit crazy theories cut out, I feel like you could. Act- there actually could have been a very interesting theme around, like, oh, look, these, like, everyone was terrified of like kind of being brainwashed and being part of this collective and uh, they succeed in beating the literal interpretation of that in the form of the alien but they actually completely fail in uh, holding on to their individuality and they do end up falling into the the society yeah yeah, and that actually lends more credence to or or more value to the exchanges where there's a lot of like, hey, what happens in Body Snatchers and all the other the like five other examples of fiction where that happens? It's like, oh, they lose like the, these right. the, this very specific subgenre does not end with humanity winning ever. And it's like, oh, right. that it, I, so I almost kind of like this idea that I'm coming up with that I. I don't think there's really a ton in the film to support it, but I think there's enough where you could pretend it yeah, was right. intended to be there. Right. Where, like, 
the subversion it, it's like mm-hmm. a double subversion of like yeah. oh hey this is a subversion because they actually do win just kidding thematically speaking they actually fucking lose right it just right. is so jarring because it's you don't see them lose their individualism you just see them after an alien invasion at, like falling into the line of the the traditional leave it to beaver society of this town right. and it's like what it, like it's such a jarring flip that it doesn't feel like a like a thematically intentional thing but the fact that it's consistent across those three characters and it's through those three characters that we see like that we get like a litmus test on what the universe looks like now um makes me feel like i'm not just completely bullshitting mm-hmm. and from like with that interpretation i now i'm like fuck is this movie actually really really good like it is i just really can good. talk myself into yeah i know you enjoy it and i i agree <laughs> that it is a it is a very enjoyable watch in that it is a it is a movie that one could enjoy a lot. I am not the one in this example, but I definitely see how one could. Uh, it's it's co- perfectly competently constructed, but the idea that there's a surprisingly cynical underlying thematical thing just makes it like so much more interesting than the the that surface level i think um in in seeing it in a modern context if i had seen it then i think i would enjoy it then in the same way like i don't think uh, mars attacks is particularly compelling watching it again now but like at the time it was it was a load of loads of fun and i think this falls into that similar kind of like it was a fun 90s movie right kind of thing uh i i do think that There, like, I don't see, like, I think Stan's transformation, his story of, you know, uh, being a jock that wants to, like, study more or whatever, that having screen time (laughs) makes more sense if there were other threads that were cut out about, you know, essentially, like, we, we know Casey wants to, to at least be liked and not have his crotch mm-hmm. slammed into a flagpole. And he yeah. also, you know, wants to date the head. I mean, maybe he's kinky like that, but, but yeah, but we like, assume he you, doesn't want that. But like, yeah, he, you know, he has a thing like the only people that have like wants that are followed up on is like, mm-hmm. so Stan obviously, and we've actually followed that through, uh, Elijah Wood's character, wants to not be picked on and wants to date the, you know, the head cheerleader and yeah, stuff. He wants and he to be beca- liked and right. he and is he, liked. He becomes the hero of the, you know, of the planet yeah. or whatever. And then Stokely, her stuff is not as like, put in like she likes Stan. Yeah, she um, wants to date that guy and ends up dating and that guy. ends up dating that guy. Uh, I think Zeke it's less in there, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised if there are things in the cutting room floor if he wants to be able to stop pretending to be cool. Right, because um, that's, that's the thing that I read weird about it and kind of got me into this weird cynical thought was like, I never interpreted him as someone who wanted to 
be liked. I like he always reads as like he wants to live up to this idea of coolness that exists in his head in contrast of actually being well regarded by other yeah, people. I, I don't think yeah, I don't think that he well, it's I I think that, that's that, what he portrays externally. Like we can right. assume otherwise by the full well, context of the movie because of the ending. I just don't know what is se- what actual seeds are are presented before then. It, like I said, it's not in the movie much. The yeah. only thing I can think of is that the like we do learn that his parents just don't give a shit about him, mm-hmm. and that hurts him. Like mm-hmm. in that scene, he is hurt. Like you know, like he doesn't yeah. want to talk about that. You know, like he like it's not like he's just you know, said, ah, fuck him, whatever, you know, like, it, it actually means something to him. Right. So that's, that's acceptance, and I think that's where I'm, like, going with, like, the, being on the football team is like he's found yeah. a family, you know, like. It is, it is a bit of a stretch, because it's, like, I think you could remedy that so fucking easily that I think you're right, there has to be some more missing, because it's, like, and then you show a parent in the fucking stands, and it's, like, oh, yeah, now he got the thing he wanted. Sure. Versus, sure. like, or, he or wants his family to give a shit about him, so he joined the football team, which well, is kind of, sort of like that. It's like, I, I, well, I don't, I mean, I, I don't guess. think, I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't go with showing the parents. I don't think the parents giving a shit about him is, is a likely outcome. I think, mm-hmm. no, I think, I think that'd finding, be weird too. But, I, but I do think, I do think that, like, there's a lot of people who find acceptance in sports that they don't find at home or whatever. You know, like that's not yeah. an uncommon thing that right. You know, I guess people I guess I just mean like you a... can highlight that, like you can show him being like jovial with his teammates. It's like, oh right. man, they're like brothers, and then he like gives a knowing look to so right. weird or Which someone he doesn't else. Doesn't do in the movie. No, the he movie, doesn't. He gives a knowing. He, he seems to not give a yeah. shit about his teammates, yeah, and then exactly. he gives a knowing look to that teacher he wants to right. fuck. Yeah. Which is like that's not that doesn't those two things don't relate. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, I would actually argue that the the original jocks, uh, quote unquote arc is like it's kind of just resolved early, and then by the end, he's kind of just Claire Duvall's arm candy by that point. Like both of them yeah. end their story with like he's not and then like they're together Dexter or anything. Like he, yeah, he just is. Yeah, it's like, not like it's like holy shit, he, he just won the school spelling bee or like. I think he's just more comfortable in his identity, which he, yeah, he he already kind of went through or, or, or was going through early on, right? Like, and, yeah. and that's why I kind of chalked him up similar to uh, Mia Toretto's care. The way she is used at the end is like. Um, right. Jock is used as Claire Duvall's arm right. candy. Mia's right. used as Elijah Wood's arm candy. They are. They are. No, we are not seeing the resolutions of their stories in those scenes. No, she doesn't like, really I, have an arc. Uh, no, like she, I mean, she's like part of the crew to an extent, but like then yeah. she's also the first then not, and then, yeah. part of the crew to turn, and she does it pretty early compared to the rest yeah. of the team. So yeah. it's like, h- how much of a main player is she? That's really hard right. to say. For sure. But, I'm sure the box art would imply very, but it's not really well, representative. The box art's I don't really know. I haven't actually seen it. I'm just picturing a like, you know, five people standing next to each other kind of <laughs> marketing campaign, you know. You're very correct. Uh Woo, nailed it. <laughs> uh yeah. Um so 
I um I think um the so the I this is really weird. Just so the box art doesn't have Stan on it. Okay. Um he's just not there. And in his place is Usher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know why. Um I just uploaded it to Discord. You can see it in a second. Um, so, but yes, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's the focus. Yep. Uh, and then uh, right behind him is Jordana Brewster. Um, I'm guessing. I don't know when. I don't remember when Usher started getting bigger, but like I feel like this must have been when he's yeah. getting bigger because like he's ahead of. Uh, Elijah Wood and Claire Duvall and mm-hmm. the Georgia girl, like... It also so. just hides, helps hide the fact, like, how white the movie is, too. That's like, true. Honestly, that That's could true. be part that of may, it. It may have been a straight-up, like, tokenism thing, which sucks. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yes, it is... Uh, it, it is fairly white. Uh, I mean, Jordan yes. Brewster is not white, but, you know, everybody else right. is. Um, and and Elijah Woods like really white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's really pale. Let's be honest. Her character is portrayed as like ethnically ambiguous to some to just like being a tan cheerleader. It's not like her racial identity really is is prevalent in the character. So no, I mean she yeah, she doesn't like I I wouldn't say that you would guess that she's Panamanian. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like her name is Delilah. Like, yeah. Um, but you know, um, let's see. Uh, what else about this movie? And okay, um, another movie that came out a little bit before this uh-huh. was uh, The Craft, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that movie. <laughs> Uh, has uh, uh, Feruza Balk, um, who looks pretty similar to Clea Duvall, and in The Craft, she is playing a like goth punk, uh, which mm-hmm. um, it was also very much uh, my preferred aesthetic. <laughs> this had uh, almost nothing to do with the movie. You're just listing goth girls that you were attracted to as a child now? That that is true. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to instill how important these movies were to me uh, when I was like Uh, 8 through 10 uh, uh, and on the edge of figuring out whether or not I thought girls were okay or not. Um, Anywho, um... Oh, I don't know if you've seen this. There's another movie you mentioned earlier that you wanted to just follow the teachers. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Cooties. Yes. Have you seen Cooties? Because that's also Elijah Wood. It does have uh, Elijah but Wood. He is he is playing a teacher in a yeah. kind of more. It's like a zombie film. It's more uh, of a zombie film. And, and I was thinking about this, good, and, but and I would say the teachers. It it doesn't handle the teachers the way this one does, right. where they're, they're just like sad. They're just yeah. sad, cynical humans. Where it's like, uh-huh. no, if anything, Cooties 
does what this does of like relying on character archetypes and tropes for comedic effects with their characters they just instead of it being like students it's like oh yeah now the the cliche gym teacher jock is one of the good guys and i haven't i i it's been a, a while since i've watched cuties but i kind of like the idea of trying to treat it as a double feature the second half of a oh, double feature yeah, yeah. with this of of casey's character just grown up I, where he's fighting to just, off another thing yeah while we continue to just make shit up about what uh probably is in the cutting room floor uh-huh. uh i would i actually wouldn't be that surprised if cooties was intended to be like like it started uh, in some capacity too. in a faculty sequel yeah like I wouldn't be that surprised sure. if it was like actually like did you know, um, I, and now that I think about it, that's what I want from the faculty TV show is Elijah Wood as a teacher, um, and uh, Zeke to just like the world to beat the shit out of him a little bit, and he's just like a cynical older guy. I I actually think it'd be cool to do a faculty sequel TV show. And like, I think they're not the. I don't want them to be the main characters, but I think it would be cool if it's like, oh no, this is actually a sequel. So I think that the like, I think Zeke, uh, his character is very similar to Simon Pegg's character from The World's End. Like, like yeah, Simon I Pegg think in, that's who he would grow into up yeah, into. Like Simon Pegg in The World's End was Zeke as a kid and then yeah. you know never matured and kind of yeah. just I think and honestly I think that's a role Josh Hartnett would actually like jump at the chance to do in like his current career. Like if he was like, hey, you get to be Zeke again, but we're gonna make it that like a really compelling like hey, you know, like you know, like the the high school was the best time of your life kind of right, thing. Right. And it's like, I think he would actually dig that. And like, yeah. he does, you know, both Elijah Wood and Josh Hartnett do TV work now. Right. So it's like, it's possible. Um, you can get the other ones if you, if you want, I kind of want it to be like, Oh, it's just kind of a coincidence that some of those characters still exist in town. Um, I mean, I I demand at least uh, a couple of guest appearances a season by Stokely. I think you can get that in, uh, eventually. I think she is uh, too successful a novelist to be anywhere fucking near this town anymore. Sure. How's that? How's that, Grant? You can get uh, do what they did in fucking Dra- like I know it sucks. But she- do what they did in Jurassic World, where she's just like on the the dust cover of like one of her best selling novels or something. So she you're saying she's like a season 2 entrance. Yeah, like like the yeah. show has to be proven to be successful to get to want to, yeah. for people to want to come back. Um but I think I do think you can acknowledge her existence in this universe. I think I think in a story about small town high school stuff like this, if you are going to reference some of the the old characters it's important that not everyone is still there because that's too fucking sad like someone has to make it out and honestly stokely's the best yeah uh best chance like if we're being Um, honest she i i think you can very easily be like oh yeah she's like 
like, oh yeah, she's actually like, you know, do um uh Professor X in it chapter two, where it's like, oh yeah, she's actually in Hollywood trying to adapt one of her uh right. novels and uh I have no fucking idea what the jock actor is up to, but it could be like oh yeah, they still technically live in town, but like she you know, and they're like, oh like it'd be cute if like they were still together, but he lives in town and she's in Hollywood because she's way so- more successful than him because mm. he's just a guy at this point. Right. Um, uh. I like this. And then make a new cast of, oh man, now like imagine the archetypes are uh, like 20, uh, 21 Jump Street level, like you know how like that kind of played into the yeah. like your the audience is probably a thirty year old who thinks they know what high schoolers are like now because they were in high school ten years ago, twenty years ago, uh, and that you know how there was a lot of like, right. like no, that's not how teenagers are now. Teenagers are like this now in Twenty One Jump Street. Like if they did that with a faculty TV show, I think that would be actually really fun. I love it. Yeah. Grant, do we come up with a really good idea every episode, or just almost every episode? Let's just say it's every episode, so that okay. people listen. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this, you should go listen to all our other episodes, because they're full of great pitches. Yeah. Uh, and then someone who has money should give us money to make one of them. Sounds good. Preferably yeah. this one. Um, Alright. Well, I think that's I think that's good. Are you sure you don't want to list other attractive uh, goth characters from '90s movies? Uh, well, I will say. <laughs> I, did, I didn't really think that was. I, a and setup. No, well, I know this is not this is not different. I just want to say, Faruza Balk, uh, who I had mentioned in the craft, mm-hmm. uh, I probably actually first saw her uh, in Waterboy. She's uh, the girlfriend who's like kind of a criminal <laughs> in uh, in Waterboy. Um, so that's probably where I first saw her. And yeah, still worked. Um, yeah, so the faculty is either a good 90s movie that is now a pretty okay movie in 2020, or it's a brilliant and deeply dark and cynical movie if you go with my interpretation. Uh, that's my closing. I see. Uh, well, I hope any way you can enjoy it, yes. that people will watch the faculty. Um, cool. Well, I think that'll do it for us. I want to thank uh, Brenda for her awesome artwork. We want to thank Dave yeah. for editing, giving us theme music. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah, uh, faculty, uh, new ge- next generation premieres uh, October 2021 on FX. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs>